Welcome to Moments Move Us, a people-first podcast, unlocking the power of meaningful moments by bringing you stories that inspire. I'm your host, Rebecca Corin. After many powerful conversations with leaders and trailblazers in healthcare, we're wrapping up another inspiring season, and I'm excited to revisit some of the key themes we uncovered along the way. By exploring the qualities that define excellence in leadership, we reveal that people-first leaders are guided by authenticity, vulnerability, and curiosity. We examine how listening and communication strategies can bridge the gap between patients, care providers, leaders, and the organizations to which they work. Finally, we begin to understand what motivates leaders to be their best for their teams. Before we dive into defining leadership excellence, Cynthia Latney, Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Executive at Ohio Health, reminds us that leadership isn't confined to a title. Cynthia illustrates how important shared, diverse avenues are to showcase leadership. Regardless of your role, there are opportunities to exert influence and change. You don't have to be in a nursing leadership role to lead. You're leading at the bedside. You're leading in your practice. And so that is important for me and our team and leaders to know that everyone's leading in some point in way. And for us to get to that ideal healthcare delivery where it's equitable, that everyone is getting the right care at the right time at the right place, We need all of our nurses to lead where they are. There is one characteristic that Donna Beecroft, VP and Chief Nursing Officer at Memorial Hermann Northeast, said no healthcare leader can be without, and that's authenticity. It's the cornerstone of effective leadership that by embracing your true self, you can lead in a way that fosters trust, connection, and a thriving organizational culture. Authenticity is the best thing you can do for anybody, especially yourself. And I really learned this as an executive because there was always this vision of what I thought I should be like, do like, and look like, and act like, and always thought I could never be that person. And I'm me, and that's the most important person I can be. And I've heard over the years, Rebecca, it is said, oh, you show me that it's okay to be me and be an executive. It's okay to be authentically yourself and transparent. And I make mistakes, but I own my mistakes. And I'm going to stand in front of you and tell you how we could do it different or just lean in and figure out how I could have done it different from your perspective. One leadership trait that repeatedly came up this season was the ability to be vulnerable. Dr. Joanne Conroy, CEO and president at Dartmouth Health, helped us understand the intricacies of vulnerability and explain how experiences with patients shape providers. Allowing yourself to be impacted by those moments is how you master your craft as a physician. So I do talk to a lot of medical students about how we as physicians are kind of a patchwork quilt of the experiences we've had with our patients. And patients and situations affect us and they make us who we are. You're a little bit unformed, really, as a medical student and and as an intern. And you start to form who you are as a physician as you kind of move through both the education and the process of 
achieving mastery in your specialty and you become a physician. You're not born one, you're not trained to be one. You become one because of the experiences you have. Diving deeper into the theme of vulnerability, we find insights from Eric Wexler, President and Chief Operating Officer of Providence St. Joseph Health. Eric highlighted for us how embracing authenticity and vulnerability as pillars of building robust, transparent relationships can set the tone for an organization. I think that too many leaders work hard at trying to be somebody other than they are. And it just doesn't come across as being authentic. And then the relationships don't really develop. And so when we talk about vulnerability and leadership, it should be part of the toolbox that's connected to our mind, body, and spirit, not to some fake way of trying to engage with people that they won't believe. We turn to insights from Karen Greenlee, Chief Nursing Executive at UCLA Health and Assistant Dean at UCLA's School of Nursing. Karen underlined a crucial perspective, the necessity of approaching vulnerability with objectivity, intentionality, and transparency. Whether interacting with patients or collaborating with colleagues, these things must be present. When you think about treating people, well, I think back to the personally part, if you take things personally, you lose your objectivity and things become very emotional. And when you infuse an amount of emotion into that, you're not staying fact related. You're not staying focused on the topic at hand. You're spinning off and telling a whole different story. So I think you have to really go into conversations, especially hard ones or situations that are going to be difficult with a level of intentionality to stay patient or person focused and to be supportive because you know what? Nobody comes to work to be bad or to do bad things. There's something behind that. So that's where you have to treat people personally. It's back to that individualized care. And you provide individualized care, whether it's to a patient, a family member, or a person you work with. So when that person, when you have that conversation, it becomes a question of, how'd that make you feel? How can I help you? Show a little vulnerability, be authentic, be transparent. If you don't have the answer, tell them you don't, but you'll do your best, right? And, and all those things you learn in Crucial Conversations 101 and all this kind of stuff, it's all pertinent, but it has to be genuine. While authenticity and vulnerability both play a pivotal role in leadership, Don Antonucci, CEO at Providence Health Plan, touched on one more fundamental aspect. To excel as a leader, Don shares, you must master the art of attentive listening and genuine curiosity. True leadership isn't just about authority and direction, it's about empathetic connection and a profound understanding of the people you lead. When it comes to listening and it comes to people that I've worked for in the past that I know that have made me better and where I felt seen and heard, it's the people that are listening. They're caring for me about who I am, not just about what the opportunity at hand is or what my business function is or what I'm doing. And they're curious about me with that caring. And so listening is a great way, I think, just across the board 
to really understand people. Listening's not just words. You're picking up certain things from words, but it's also looking at another person, really understanding where they're coming from, what's the body language. I would say listening has been just transformative. And it's one of those things that I pay close attention to because I'm not perfect at it. I don't know anybody is, but the better and better you can get at truly listening and paying attention to those signals. And also, I would say as a leader, putting systems and process and sort of a listening ecosystem into place, then you're going to be, I think, much more successful because people will feel cared for, they'll feel seen, and they'll know that you're really curious about who they are and how they want to grow. Listening is also a cornerstone of creating a successful communication strategy, which arose as our next theme. When speaking with Aaron Davis, Vice President and Chief Experience Officer at UMC Health System, he shed light on the vital role of effective communication in healthcare to help alleviate anxiety and instill confidence in healthcare providers and patients. When we look at our health system for our grievances and complaints, the number one reason that grievances and complaints happens is because of a perception of attitude and a breakdown of communication. That's it. When I started in healthcare, I was actually a transporter. That was my first job. And moving patients and equipment and resources around. And I remember the first day of training, my trainer did. He said, you have two rules. The first one is, don't get lost. This is a big place. To which I subsequently got lost. So that's fine. Second, he says, you've got to tell the what or explain the what. I'm like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? He says, everything you do, explain it in a way they can understand. That's it, because it's their healthcare. It could be their first time, it could be their last time, but you've got to make sure they have less anxiety and more confidence in you and in us. I would think of ways to do that. I'm gonna lock the chair so it doesn't move for your safety. I'm gonna cover you with this blanket to provide your privacy and to keep you warm down the hallways. I'm gonna wipe down the wheelchair and make sure it's sanitary before you sit down. All the things that I would do, I would try to explain to what. Communication transcends the patient-provider relationship. It extends to the intricate web of connections within your organization. Dennis Delisle, Executive Director of University Hospital, Brain and Spine Hospital, and Richard M. Bross Heart Hospital at The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, explained to us the importance of cross-functional communication within organizations to drive synergy and ultimately enhance quality of care. And you shift people's minds from this orientation around judgment, why can't you do this, to appreciation. How can I help you? And I never really understood what are the things that my team might be doing that makes your job more difficult. You don't appreciate that unless you have to physically take yourself out of your role, wear the clothes of another role, and work alongside somebody with the intention to learn and to connect. Healthcare is clearly mission-driven work. Our healthcare workforce chose their professions with a desire to heal and serve people. For many healthcare leaders, this passion is a motivation that continues to propel us forward, especially during the challenging times, of course, to which those can be many. Amidst our community, many shared a common narrative of why they chose this path. Dr. Erica Steed, the CEO and president of Metro Health System, revealed her personal why behind her mission, which has driven her to become a change maker across our industry. But I can tell you what motivates and drives me, what keeps me up at night and what gets me up in the morning 
is I don't want any other individual to have a life lost. Tori Bowie, the U.S. gold medalist Olympian, just passed away, unfortunately, to the same condition that I survived twice. And I can't tell you why I'm here today talking and breathing. I can't tell you why my life was spared. But I can tell you that what I'm doing with it is I absolutely refuse for someone to live the pain and the trauma that I live through. In the realm of success, internal motivation is a powerful driving force. Marvin O'Quinn, President and Chief Operating Officer at Common Spirit Health, brings to light the importance of matching that with a shared vision. Leadership and how you lead and how you interact with people, how you treat people. For me, it's I want to treat people the way I would like to be treated. And we're dealing with people, particularly in healthcare. Almost everybody's a knowledge worker. The nurses have PhDs and master's degrees and bachelor's degrees. Pharmacists go to school longer than I go to school to become a hospital manager. We're talking about people who have trained and they are here because they want to be here. They could have done anything. And I just believe that the best way to motivate people and to really galvanize them is through a vision of where you're trying to move your organization and treating people with their proper amount of respect and empathy. To round out the topic of motivation, we reflect on the theme of curiosity, the beacon that guides us towards innovation. To figure out what drives us, as well as others, we have to start with curiosity. Our exploration of disrupting the healthcare industry from an innovation perspective was guided by Polenta Kivett, Executive Vice President and Chief People and Talent Officer at Tampa General Hospital. I think we have to be curious. We have to be curious. If we had to summarize this entire conversation, it's about being curious about what drives other people and also being curious on how they show up in certain circumstances. What does it mean to be emotional to you? What does it mean to be vulnerable? What does it mean to be authentic? And it means something different to everyone. Throughout all of these conversations and powerful stories, it is clear that what makes healthcare so very special is the importance of connection. I was moved by how many of our guests continue to devote themselves to making their people the priority in the face of this year being one of the most difficult financial years for so many of our health systems. Their stories keep illuminating the powerful moments that help us work towards a more positive culture for all. Thank you to our listeners for being part of Moments Move Us. Your thoughts and feedback matter, so please share your favorite moment and what you'd like to see more of in the future. You can visit our podcast hub at momentsmoveus.org for more insights. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss what's to come. I'm Rebecca Corinth, and remember, when you put people first, Your actions can move others in unexpected ways.